Sylvia, good having you. We made it through and just we had some, you know, struggle with the, with my mic, but we are we're in. So thanks a lot Sylvia for joining me today in a podcast um 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 a great po- podcast. Um so welcome. Welcome. Yeah. Nice to see you. Yeah, absolutely. And then we we uh, has been a pleasure actually to see you in the show and then you trained me twice one in Heineken and one in Danish Crown and I can tell everyone Heineken was three days I think we got longer days and about leadership and presentation skills and then Danish and Danish Crown was about which is a to topic today managing people from different generation Z in particular and Alpha let's see um, but yeah absolutely a pleasure Sylvia thank you for joining me Great resignation. Sounds fancy. Nice. Great, you know, great depression, great resignations. Like, we are good just in giving nice names to all of these things happen around us. I'm curious, what's your take on that? And two, if you see that phenomena happening in Poland. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I think we love to give a fancy names. Yeah. So if it's a crazy world around us, don't call it crazy world. Just call it VUCA. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> just call it VUCA. It's getting sexy. Um, but this, this great resignations, I, I think we can observe it all over the world because, you know, we, we, we observing that the world is crazy enough mm-hmm. that we don't have to stick in a crazy job. So if it's something yeah. wrong, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't need so many toxic things around us. We're looking for well-being. We want to feel good. And we're observing that if there is something wrong with the job, if it's toxic, I can't handle it any longer. I need to take care of myself. So we're just resigning even don't, even if we don't have plan B. And that's okay. That, that, that's what's happening all over the world. People finally start taking care of themselves. And I think it's good. Do we observe it in Poland? I don't observe it yet. But I think maybe because the current situation in Poland, it's quite complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know what I mean, like we've got an issue on the eastern border, um, you know, the, the price is getting super high. It's it's just a bit, it's just a bit, um, I, I would say, unstable maybe. Mm-hmm. And I think in such a moment, we're ra- rather looking for stability. So job is something what can make me feel stable. So um, so I would I would rather I would rather say that I don't observe it in Poland. Maybe yet. I don't know. I think, you know. I, the more I think of it, I have seen it in my previous role. I think we're still not calling it great resignations. We call it attrition. We we not we don't fancy things like Americans in Europe. That, this is more what I want to. We we don't have Hollywood. Yeah. yeah, you're right. This this is the case. Like we don't call it great resignations, and we have all of these fancy names around it, and you know, like movie style of things. But I think it's happening, slipping through. But I agree with you, it's a different dynamic. And I think in Poland, because I think it has something to do with culture. Jobs has still perceived as security. And no one's want to get that out of that comfort zone. Not as much as elsewhere where you see startups popping like mushrooms, right? We still have a more, uh, how you call it, conservative environment from that perspective. I guess so. But let's see. Really, let's yeah, see. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. But you know, I think it's super connected with the culture of the youngest generation. You know, when I think yeah. of my parents, they were working 30 years in the same position, in the same job. You know, my mother was a teacher for 30 years. And I always ask her, like, come on, you were doing the job for 30 years. You were not burnt out. And she says, yeah, yeah. maybe I was not on fire. You know? <laughs> when you're not on fire, you can't be really burnt out. But, but she says, like, no, no, it wasn't very boring. You know, the kids were different. 
the kids were different. Yeah. So maybe the school was the same, but kids were different. And actually, when we observe this youngest generation, um, it's okay that they change the job every what two two years, three years, maybe yeah. a year. And and I think it's okay for them just to just to get experience, just to know what they really mm. really like. Because it's not about being in the same position for thirty years and for thirty years being unhappy. Life is too short for being unhappy yeah. for thirty years. To be honest, yeah. Yeah, there's the, there's thing about demographic. I'm just thinking. About, I remember right now. Just I'm, I'm not to not to dwell too much on this one. Um, I did an interview back in 2015, and it was with a French company. Uh, uh, no, yeah, French company. And and the guy was interviewing me, and he said, "Oh, I'm look. I look to your CV. It's really good fit for the positions, but I have concerns that you on average spend a year and a half in one job, and." This is the thing I think is very, very typical to Europe. Um, it's just we have aging populations and I think is more than, for example, US or Canada probably. And that trigger kind of the mindset, you know, old people are still in the management side of it and looking at, oh, yeah, if I stay... I made my way through in the same company for 20 years. Like they cannot accept the fact that somebody's changing job each year and a half and they see it as unsafe for them. Yes. So I, th I think there's an element of demographics and who's actually hiring today mm -hmm. and, and who's applying because there's a gap is big. I think we're going to talk about a little bit. The gap, the one who hiring is, uh, you know, the, how you call the great regeneration, they call them, right? And a little bit not like millennium getting into that top layer, right? Yeah. But who is applying is basically Z and very soon that will be alpha. So the, the, the mindset, the gaps is very big. And hence that disconnect and I think and that might be why causing great resignation because we don't understand those guys. Right? They're just dropping job. They don't care about it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the job is not in the center of their attention. You know, yeah. I, mean, I think it's something super important for us. It was just to have a position, um, just to earn money. And the youngest generation, they see I am who I am and the job doesn't define me. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. The resistance, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. You made a book. Oh, you had a book. Actually, you have a book. No, you had. You have a book. Um, seven challenges for a leader. So if we... You I, I was just looking. I got a Polish version. I got a Polish version. I, 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 yeah, I don't need to get a signed one from you. You promised me to do that, right? I promise. I promise. <laughs> it's, a, it's a deal. It's a deal. All right. So that's because I'm, I'm, I'm following you and you do, um, you did in the past, I think, videos, some of them in Polish. Uh, my wife helped me to understand what you're saying. <laughs> my Google translator. And, then, and I actually translate some of your posts. I think the correct me if I'm wrong. So the, the book you have written that before we entered the COVID era and hybrid model, right? Yeah. Okay. So I, if you if you could reflect on that and those seven challenges you highlight in your book, mm -hmm. how that looks like while managing remote teams, right? Mm -hmm. So how you how you see that, and then then take that to the second fold, because now I think there's a big element people are still missing on develop leadership development curriculum and how that's important important in the business like um, entity in the past it was a secondary complementary element I think today it moves to more a priority element so how, how could you bundle all of these from your perspective uh, we definitely need leaders right now and you know in unstable reality right now let's call it VUCA world we do need charismatic leaders because if the situation is stable we just need a good manager who will manage it you know what i mean delegate monitor control and things like this the but old way yeah yeah uh, but in this unstable reality i think we need charismatic leaders who can just 
um, give us this power that we will follow them, not because we have to, but because we want to. So mm. I think we need nowadays like like a bit different skills. We need the people with a nice energy because charisma is about energy. Yeah. True. Uh, so 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 we need people with a nice energy, with a with a nice proactive mindset. Like there must be a solution. Maybe we don't know the solution yet, but guys, there must be a solution. And I've noticed this in this pandemic world around us that more and more people come to us not for a solution because they might know that we don't know the solution but they come to us for an energy and that's something super important yeah because mm -hmm. people know that you know we see we see forests they see trees they're responsible for the process and sometimes i may not know how to support you with the process because i'm responsible for a forest but i can give you energy i can encourage you i can support you with finding a solution for your tree and i think this is this is the thing and there is something super positive that I observe in this pandemic, that we finally understand that we as a leaders, we're not really, really responsible for results. But I do believe Simon Sinek when he says we are responsible for people who are responsible mm -hmm. for results. Yeah, because you can work 16 hours a day um, and, and you can really do a lot of over hours, but you will never reach your targets on your own. That's why you've got a team. So you're not responsible for results. You're responsible for people who are responsible for results. And I think this is the mindset when we need, and I think this is what's changing. We are more and more focused on people. That's why the, 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 the hype right now, the trend, trendy thing is empathetical leadership. Hmm. All right. Um, it I'm, I'm just thinking because I'm reflecting on, on this, right? Uh -huh. and, and because I was involved in the projects where um, I helped the HR department kind of fork out the learning and development curriculum. And I remember a lot of the proposal or the draft that I prepared is what was putting a lot of emphasis on softer skills. I, I you know, and, and, and when, when I put it together and, and my thesis was is that a leader does not does not have to know the process they does not they don't have to be technical mm -hmm. they, they have team for it as you say I like what you're saying you're not responsible on the, you're not responsible on the results but it's the people who delivers those results right and and that's become really critical especially right now when you can, you're leading a team that you don't see physically, so you don't know exactly what's going on with them. So you count on your intuitions, and you would be really lucky if you know them before this all happened. So if you knew them yeah. before all that's happened, and then that's okay. But um, it, but if it's not, I mean, you're hiring a new person. How you can deal with that? And and then that's more complex if you hire in different countries, right? Because that's possibility, right? Remote, hybrid. All of these things is, is going yeah. is going on, right? So um, I'm, I'm thinking right now. So if you want to, when you say empathetic, um, being yeah. empathy, mm. how that's in real life going to look like for a leader? It's like how that's right. what that means being that empathetic. Means. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It means to communicate because okay. really, guys, trust me. Seventy percent of conflict between people are not caused because of bad intention or because people are psychopaths yeah. because this amount of psychopaths in population is quite low it's one percent and i don't believe they all work in your company so you know <laughs> who knows who knows, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but come on statistically it's, it's kind of impossible so True. why why we've got some issue why we got a tension a friction conflict is because of communication it's because of projection bias it's because i thought that you thought that i thought yeah? yeah, and it's because we were we were said the thing that I strongly disagree, and the sentence is treat others as you want to be treated. Mm. What a bullshit! 
You know, okay, it's okay with the respect, but don't treat others like you want to be treated. Treat others as they want to be treated because they're not like you. And that's empathy about, first of all, having this, this keep in mind that the other people are not like you and you can't treat them like you want to be treated. Treat them as they want to be treated. So observe them, like uh, what is okay for them, what is not okay, when they became a bit sulky or when they're holding a grudge, like observe what's okay, what's not. And if you're not sure, just ask them a question. You, you, do you know what's the most powerful motivating technique? Just asking people like, hey, Ben, what motivates you? And when Ben says, um, I don't know, you should know you're my leader. I'm saying, Ben, but I cannot read your mind. So could you please tell me when was the last time you've been motivated? Tell me about it. When was the last time you've been motivated? And then we can work together on these factors that motivate you. That's empathy. Yeah, that's me being humble. That's me being humble and asking questions, listen carefully and giving you what you want. So, so that's, that's the thing I, I think it's super important in this hybrid model, remote model, especially cross-cultural when we work with different culture because different people's got different map. Yeah. And I need yeah. to understand your map and speak to you using your map. Yeah. I can't speak to you like, like I would speak to myself. No, 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 no. I'm speaking to you using your map. I have one, actually, maybe that's kind of fits in a piece of advice to everyone. So I had, I had the passing, I, I think even I was there when you told that in, in, my, in my training and, and when I was working Danish crown and, and you say the same thing, but um, I remember the questions came in as like, okay, but questions could create expectation, expectation could create disappointment. So most of the leaders I've, I've when I chat with, and you say, okay, if I ask what somebody's to what motivate them, they're gonna they're gonna ask probably about more remunerations in certain instance, and they are afraid to ask that question, so they don't get that answer. So that then they say we cannot give you that, and and therefore they just they lose them. So they kind of play, you know, the long game. So it's like, oh, if I don't ask, the problem will go and it's on. Right. Why? Well, I prefer not to know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You. I know, I know, I know. It's like in a relationship, like, darling, what do you want to have for Christmas? Actually, I would like to have that bag. Yeah, like <laughs> what I did to ask that question, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. But, you know, I think that's something super important. That's a courage. Come on, you can't be a leader mm. if you're afraid of such a things. If you're, uh, well, of course, uh, you know, feeling a fear it's super normal only mm. psychopaths don't have a fear so so being brave it's being bigger than your fear like you're afraid but you're still doing and i think this is this is also a part of charisma that that you are bigger than your fear you're you're um you're just doing things that maybe sometimes are unsafe or unpopular but you're still doing this and on the other hand i think it's also about um communication and empathy when i ask you a question bad what does motivate you and you say ah oh, sylvia money yeah, I know. Show, show, show me, show me my money. Show me the money. Yeah, like money. Like what motivates me? What? I'm not. I'm not here voluntarily. You know, I'm here for money. But I know it's not about the money. Like, like what's behind the money? What is the need? You know. So when people say what motivates me, it's a nice position, or it's a nice yeah. office, or it's a, it's a, it's an extra coffee in the kitchen, or whatever. And I'm saying, okay, what is the need behind? Yeah, because it's, it's not. We know that money. Um, can rather demotivate people, but it's but it's not mm. motivating. You know what I mean? So so if you're telling me something, I hear something and it's something what I can't fulfill. My question is, 
okay, what is behind? What is the real need we're talking about? Yeah, because I don't believe it's about coffee. <laughs> Come on, guys, yeah, coffee it's... doesn't motivate people. It's about, I don't know, appreciation, yeah? I that I'm so. important so. enough that you can buy me expensive coffee. So it's not about coffee, it's about appreciation, yeah? And, and you know, appreciation, what I think of it personally, and, and what I use, like, when I ask these questions to the people that I work with, I'm not afraid of the answer. You know why? Because I'm winning, I think, even if I deceive them not to say yes to what they're asking for, I think I won one that I care because I ask it when I've seen them, they're not feeling too well or good, all right? To I prove to them I've been transparent because I would have explained why is not. And if it's not why, if there is yes, and then what's the condition or kind of the, the roadmap to be to reach that goal that they want and three for me to get the true people because i could map people what motivate who right because and then i have a pool of people and then i understand so i think there's a lot of winning to your point there's actually it's only positives if you ask the questions there's no wrong with actually, it actually yeah yeah and, and you know even even if you can't fulfill their expectations if you can't give them what they want um, it's still okay to say like, okay, I'm, I'm aware of that at this moment, at this point, I can't do this, what you're asking me, but it's good to know. I keep it in mind. I yep. know that this is your aspiration. For example, yep. we can definitely yep. think about it. And actually sometimes we're afraid to hear about money or being promoted. Yeah. That, that people's got some ambitious aspiration, mm -hmm. but I think it's good. If somebody telling me, Sylvia, this is what motivates me is money is position. I'm saying, cool game's on so you know we need to work on it because it's not only me you know, i'm not gonna do your job you know i i can support you with being promoted but your performance is the argument i can go for the war but you need to give me a weapon and your performance sure. is a weapon so if you want to get more money if you're going to get a higher position cool it means you're going to work hard right so I think, it's a win. I think it's a win good um you and me we chatted in the debrief and preparing to this interview about what the factors that shape each generations. Um, so the great generation started in, I think in the 1930s. So those guys went through the war, the second world war, they went through the, you know, the, the great depressions and what have you. And that's kind of created of what they call loyal patriotic people, right? They, they, those are the kind of people like our parents, they stayed in the job for a company 20, 30, 30, even 50 years, right? And then the millennium came in, we had different things. There's always a tragedy in it, unfortunately. So we have a 9-11, we have the financial crisis, and that's created, I think that we don't, I'm millennial, so I, I don't, <laughs> we don't deserve to be called disloyal, which is meaning we just ditch whatever doesn't like fit in us, but not as quick as Zed. And then I think Zed, the biggest element, COVID. So they had, the, because that's when they start getting to the workforce, or so maybe two years yeah. later than the first uh, patch, let's say, getting in. Um, so from your perspective, um, what are the factors that plays a key role in understanding? And, we, and I know you mentioned one, but I'd like you to, to speak about it. That factor is uh, um, driving who those generation profiles or what, what profile those generation has. And the second fold is, what generation alpha going to look like? <laughs> because sure. I, I have son, right? And you do the same. Exactly. <laughs> and that's a whole new ball game, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's a new thing. And I, I'm pretty sure it's connected with the technology. I think the main factor will be technology and artificial intelligence and what's going on around. 
And I think that this is this is the key word we will need in the future. It's empathy. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I think we've got less and less empathy because we're communicating online, you know, and there, there are many people who just got the camera off, they're muted, so we don't have a contact with them. So actually, it's super difficult for me to reach you. Yeah, like, how do you feel? I, I can hear maybe the tone of your voice, but not always. So I don't have a lot of space to practice my empathy to observe you. Mm. And on the other hand, um, even when I call a call center because something at my home is broken, there is, again, artificial intelligence. So I can scream on her, but she doesn't mind because it's a robot. Yeah, so, so you know what I mean? Like, like, we've got less and less opportunity to practice our empathy and on the other hand we need it so much we need it so much so i think that that's going to be something super important and this is what we will look for we will look for a real deep relationship because you know in this in this crazy pandemic world we might be isolated but we shouldn't be disconnected yeah we might be isolated but we shouldn't be disconnected and i think we will definitely look for a trust and we will look for empathy because we've got less and less opportunity to practice this so so that's why it's something precious yeah that's going to be something precious mm. um and i think that's the that's the thing um, what's what's what what we need to start working on um i'm a i'm, I'm sure you know him bill Myers. he's a comedian um, doing re- um, it's called real time, yeah, real time. I think his show, and he did uh, uh, a new role segment that he does in every 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 episodes. And the last one he was talking about the metaverse, the Zuckerberg uh, mega plan, and that's why he named his company Meta. And uh, it's basically you live in a virtual world. You bought your Googles. You could go to concert with your friends. And and, and I remember Mari put um, uh, one picture of Zuckerberg um, um, a demo of what he what he's proposing. And there's a giraffe, <laughs> an avatar, because it's like you go, you share a virtual place through avatars. It can be your dear friend seeing them in avatars right and okay. he said we don't we don't need more of that we need more of the opposite right yeah be- be- because if you hook okay it's hard to convince me to do that right it's hard to convince me to put the googles and and you know and get in, in touch with people i know through avatars it does not make sense i wouldn't buy into it probably uh, 50 50 chances for Z, but 100% alpha. And then I think he's a smart, of course, a businessman and you're going to make money, right? And I remember to your point, Belmari said, just go uh, go out and talk to people. Just leave your coach, like leave your phone, just go talk to people. And I think this will not happen. It will not happen mm-hmm. with Z, with alpha, sorry. It will not happen. So I wonder. If we, if the great resignation, I think you see numbers like 60% of these guys resigning those generations at, I wonder like how going to look like with Alpha? 100%? Uh, no I, one I, works? I, yeah, I, I was considering, is this the future? Like no one works? No, no, yeah. I don't think it's going to be like this, but I don't think these people will like to work like from nine till five, sitting in the office. I don't think so. I don't think it's, it's okay. their way of... Um, I, I, I think it's it's going to be rather... Um, how do you call it? A Hollywood style? This is a Hollywood project that, that you're having the specialists from different um, from different departments and you just make a team and they're working on the project and then they're going the other way around, yeah? So 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 that's that's rather the model that they can work on. 
um, I think they will work because they want to feel fulfilled and happy because this is about job. It should give us the feeling that being proud or being fulfilled, you know, that, that, that's what job is about, um, I think. And definitely we need to encourage them to go out. I see it with my son. My son is a teenager and anytime I'm trying to push him to go out or something, I, I, I want to stay home. I feel comfortable at home. I've got everything what I need, um, a cola and a Netflix. Yeah, so, so you, you, you know, it's, it's just, it's, we, we need to push them to build a relationship because we need a human being, yeah? And I know that being with a human being, it's challenging because um, people may tell you something painful that they don't like you, they don't accept yes. you or whatever. Um, and you need to know how to handle it because this is how you build self-confidence. And I want to say something super important thing, uh, what to do to be more self-confident. Self-confidence, you don't build by um, looking at the mirror and saying, I'm the winner. I'm a diamond. Of course, if it helps you, if you want to speak to yourself that way, cool, do it. Yeah. But it doesn't give you a real self-confidence, a real self-confidence. You're getting the moment you're experiencing your own uh, efficiency. So you were going through some tough moments, but then you succeed. You could sit and say, damn, I'm good and I can prove it. Yeah. That's what self-confidence is. That's why we need to give our kids opportunity to, to practice, to, to experience, to fall, to help them to stand up. And that's what will give them a real self-confidence. Yeah, Not having a risky life, it doesn't give you self-confidence. That's but is it, um, yeah, but Sylvia, is it the biggest problem, potential biggest problem for Alpha that they cannot deal with others' emotions? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it might be like this. It might be, and they're not going very deep. You know, we do have research that prove that if you're talking to another person, even offline, so it's a real me talking to a real Ben, and there is a mobile phone, smartphone, lying on the table between us, our conversation is not going deep enough because there mm. is a risk that every moment it can, it can ring, yeah? Like, like I need to pick up the phone. So that's, for example, something super important. When we're having this face-to-face -face conversation, we shouldn't put our phones on a table. We should hide the phones, that the phone is not visible. Because the moment the phone is not visible, it's a clear signal for you that you've got my full attention. I'm 100% for you. Like, nothing will, nobody will call. And even if they call, I don't hear it, I don't see it, because it's you. So, so I think that's something super important, to, to have this deep conversation, to know you well, um, and being in a relationship, and that's a risk that you may hurt me. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I can also hurt you. Mm. But that's the moment of life, you know, the taste of life. Don't be afraid of taste of life, yeah? Because even if it's painful, you can handle this. You need to have a trust to yourself. I've been in a painful moment in my life, but I, I did it. I, I went through, and I believe in myself. So, so, so that's the thing that's super important. Okay, so that leads me to the following um, question. So, Sylvia, with what you have seen, I know you're working a lot with leaders, executive management, um, you know, team leads and what have you, and, and cross pollen and maybe also abroad as well, because I know you do a lot of things with India as well. So, if I ask you of one statement, did we, as a leaders, and what you have seen, of course, in place, did we screw up um, managing or leading Millennium or not? Oh, I screw up is maybe too tough word. <laughs> <laughs> it has Thank to, it ha like, we have to learn from American Sylvia. I just want to say, I just want to say <laughs> we were doing our best. We want to protect them and we want to listen them. And we, we were still checking, you know, for me, it's, uh, uh, rather screw up or did, did we spoil them? Are they spoiled? Yeah. yeah. But, but, 
I, are, I think they're spoiled. They're connected, right? Because if we screwed up, it's meaning we as a leader, we could not, we could not find that balance working with them knowing who they are, right? Yeah. Who they are is me, me included because I'm Millennium too, right? Um, is, does that does that happen or not really? Or we no. we in good shape? I, I think we want to be good for them and we believe, maybe that was our mistake, that we believe that they really know what they want okay. um, because we want it, we, we know what we wanted. So we thought they also uh, know what they want. But nowadays we think, uh, for example, I observe it a lot with the hygiene factors. If you believe in Herzberg's mm. theory of motivating people, that you know there are hygiene factors and hygiene factors is like, for example, a coffee, a, a fruit Friday and things like this. And we know that a hygiene factor can demotivate employee, but it can't really motivate. So, you know, uh, for example, Fruit Friday, like we're giving our people Fruit Friday, we give them the best coffee and we are surprised that they're complaining. No, I'm surprised that you are surprised because it's normal. The hygiene factors, um, the moment you take it away, it can be demotivating, but it will not really give you motivation. So we were focused on the, on the, uh, the you know, the demands like Fruit Friday or whatever, but we were not working on something what's super important. Like, hey, what's your talent? What's your potential? Uh, are you, are, are you okay? Um, what, what's the relationship within the team? How can I support you? You know, we, I, I think we were focused on the wrong thing. Um, and it's because especially here in Poland, because the business was in boom in, in bloom yeah we, we've got so many uh companies suddenly and we want to get the best people so we were giving them this fruit friday and whatever forgetting that it's not giving a real motivation yeah when i look to that and i think the businesses were looking to only a, a perk that just they thought it would work as i said because they were competing on a smaller pool of talents so that's mm -hmm. the reasons why they did all of that. And they're just trying things out, right? And they knew that would not work. As I said, if you, if you take that things away from one moment, you will be in, in a worse shape than you have been before. Yes, true. So the, the thing is like, um, didn't give it in the in a, in a very beginning, but I know that this is like a competition. Yeah, okay, like, yeah, they got better copy and they've got ice cream for free. So people are complaining about it, but I think it's very important to say like, okay, um, th there is a competition in the market and okay, are we in this competition about the fruits? It's, it's, it's not what the work is about. Yeah, like don't be focused on fruits or coffee, be focused on, for example, leadership standards, because um, there is a sentence that people joining the company, but they're leaving because of the leader. I don't always believe with that. Like I, I believe sometimes there are different factors, but I, I do know people who's got fruits Fridays and the, the best coffee in the city, but they were leaving because they felt like they were not growing in this position and the leader was not really supporting them. Yeah. So I think we were focused on the wrong things, to be honest. Absolutely. All right. So if we haven't, or halfway maybe, didn't screw up, but we could, we could have done better with Millennium. Are we ready for Alpha? <sighs> not really. <laughs> I think we're not ready. I, I will tell you why. Because this is what I'm telling you, that we need to understand that we are not responsible for results, but we are responsible for people who are responsible for results. And we need to know how to give them energy because this is what we will need. Like, like people, you know, the depression, um, according to WHO, in a couple of years, it will be the disease number one. There are, there are a million people suffering because of depression. And we need to know how to handle this. We need to know how to handle our people's emotions. And we do have issue with our own emotions. And this is happening to me all the time. That leader says like, Sylvia, I know I have to support my people emotionally because they're going through some tough time. I know I need to give them energy. I know I need to make them on fire but I'm not on fire. 
So I think we need to, this is the homework we need to do right now. We need to know how to manage our own emotion, how to work with our own energy, with our own well-being, because if you're not strong enough, you will never give the strength to your people. So, so that's the homework we need to do right now. And second of all, we need to start working on being brave. And what do I mean? Like not being afraid. If, if you see that there's something going on with your employee, with your team member, and sometimes you're hesitating, should I ask or maybe just leave it? And very often you say like, mm, I will just leave it. But then this person is going through some tough time and you are not even aware of that. So it's better to say like, hey, Ben, um, I've noticed recently something going on with you. I haven't seen you very active during our meetings and I'm just worried. I'm just worried. Is everything's okay with you? And you know what we are, we are scared of? That Ben would say like, actually, I'm going through some tough moments. I don't know how to handle. And then me as a leader, like, oh, it's a problem. I don't know how to handle it. But the issue is, this is not your role as a leader to be psychotherapist. This is not your role as a leader to solve Ben's issue. Your role is to notice that something going on and show the employee, for example, hey, you know, I know that in this company we've got such a supportive system um, because more and more companies got it. So my role as a leader is to notice that there is an issue, let you know that it's okay, I'm here for you and showing you what kind of support the company can give you. That's your role as a leader, yeah? Um, and, and I think we are, we are just super afraid of that, yeah? We are super afraid, like, oh my goodness, what, what if he told me he's got depression? <gasps> I'm not psychologist, I'm not psychotherapist. Well, you don't have to be, it's not your role, yeah? Um, and another homework I think we can do, it's not being afraid of our emotion and showing it. Because that's, that's something super, super important I want you to know. That for our team, it is not inspiring to see that the leader doesn't have emotion because psychopaths don't have emotions, yeah? And for our people, it's not inspiring to see that you don't have emotion. For them, it's inspiring to see how you're managing your emotion. And it's very okay to come to the team and say, hey guys, I'm also not sure, or I'm also afraid, or I'm also worried, but you know what? We will go through this. And this is what's inspiring to your people, to see that you also got emotion, that you're also afraid, but to see how you're handling it. And they can see like, okay, I want to handle it like Sylvia's handling. She's also afraid. I'm afraid too, but she's managing. I will manage too. That's inspiring. That's inspiring. And I think this is a homework we need to do. We got a couple years to go, so we can prepare for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, and, and, and this is, I think, what makes it this one. It's just those ticket items that's... In, I think they fit perfectly. Either you, um, what, if they fit perfectly, and that's what makes a difference between a leader being a factor of success within the business or just a ticking bomb. Be mm. be because I think we see more and more leader being promoted. Because again, back to my earlier comments, being promoted based on how long they've been in the business or the expertise and the processes. Mm -hmm. But we don't need. We don't need. If we want to apply what you, what's, um, what you said, they're not responsible for results, but people who are delivering those results. And then we need people's people's leads, people who right. leads who know how to handle, deal, support, and create a space for their teams to perform in, in a good way that the business is expected them to do. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, this is this is the biggest mistake company making it's um having the best specialist 
and promoting this best specialist for a leader position. And then we're losing the best specialist and we're gaining quite an average leader. And it's not good. It's not good for the team. It's not good for the company. And it's not good for the person because sometimes we're forcing people to become a leader. Like, hey, Sylvia, I've got Stashek and Stashek is a great specialist. Maybe we can make him. How can I convince him to be a leader? Does he wants to be a leader? Nope. So why to force him? Ah, because he's the best specialist. But it doesn't mean he's going to be the best leader. Like you need to understand that these are completely two different things. Yeah. Two different um, dynamics. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Sylvia, so you are a busy camper. So what's the next big thing in your agenda coming up? Oh, oh my goodness. I got a lot of big things. I'm still working on my PhD about charisma. You know, this is by the project of my life. Okay. <laughs> it's a project of my life because I'm super curious about the charisma. Is it a nature or nurture? So is, is, mm. is, is it a gift, gift, a gift from God, as Max Weber said, or is it a, a skill you can work on it? And for now, it looks like it's a kind of skill or skills yeah, that you can work on. And so I'm doing my PhD about charisma. What does it mean to be charismatic? What can you do to be perceived as a charismatic? Um, charisma is a dangerous thing. It's, 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 it's like a tool. Yeah. Like it's like a knife. You can stab somebody or you can cut a bread. Yeah. Uh, so you need to be super careful with charisma. But I do believe that we need charismatic leaders nowadays. That's why that's why something what I'm what I'm super, super focused on. Curiosity question. Is there a way to measure it? Like there's a metric? Like, I don't know, sort of questionnaires or thing yeah. you do that you know that you're charismatic, yes, no? Um, the charisma is in the eyes of your followers. Okay. And, you know, because if you're reaching the goal first, you're not charismatic, you're just efficient. But if you reach the goal and around you there are a lot of people, it means you are charismatic. Because mm. charisma is in the eyes of your followers. So, so they need to decide, like, okay, I, I go with you because the vision that you've got is motivating for me. You don't have to pay. You don't have to use characteristic. Yeah. So, so, so it's not like this external motivation. It's rather, I do believe with, I, I do believe in you and I do believe in your vision. So that's the, that's the charisma. And actually there are a couple of questions, but people need to judge it because mm. the charisma is in the eyes of your followers. Okay. Um, bonus question, Salvia. And mm. I'm in trouble if I don't get that answer because that's my wife asking it. <laughs> She, you have a new, a new LinkedIn page in the subtitle, um, a leader's nanny. Yeah. Right. Why? I was like, why you choose nanny? It's like, because she asked me this and she's always like, and she left the, she left the house and don't forget my question. Say, certainly not. Then you you'll be in trouble. Otherwise you'll be in trouble. Okay. I don't want to make you in trouble. So I will Please. answer. Actually, it's like a super nanny, super nanny for leaders. So the, the, there is a person, a super nanny. We had it in Poland, and I guess it was uh, originally it's from UK or US, I'm not sure. So a super nanny, so that's a person that comes to the family when there is something going wrong with the kid. So when there is something going wrong with the kid and you don't know how to fix it, you ask a person from, from uh, external, just look at this situation and find a solution. And it was many years ago. It was like 15 years ago um, when I was giving a training and I was supporting the team. And actually, I got a lot of phone calls like this, like, hey, Sylvia, something going wrong my team like can you come and, and help me and and you know check what's going on and i was coming and analyzing what's going on and proposing solution and it works so one day one of the managers is like oh you know you're a super nanny for leaders <laughs> so you know when we do have a problem and we don't know how to fix it we're just calling you you're coming observing looking and just telling us how to fix it so it just it just appeared many years ago. It's still here. I think it's kind of funny. It some is. People maybe, so some people maybe don't remember this this super nanny, but it, it is kind of super nanny. It, yeah? it's, so, and I can tell you, it's catchy, Salvia. 
it's just oh, it's some because it's really catchy. I mean, I'm looking like looking at from you know commercial sales. I know it's the, the meaning is um, deeper than just you want trying to yeah. sell yourself, right? But it's catchy because leaders a serious zone is like a yeah. really serious job, and in, in, in title like there's a lot of efforts and serious. It's traditional, yeah. it's conservative, etc. When you say super nanny, it's like make people tensions goes away already. It's like I'm not yeah. here to judge you, I'm here yeah. to help you. And but I think that's, you know, that's Brad, fantastic. I hug people like nowadays, like, like online is quite challenging, but it happens to me all the time when I'm in the company, people come to me like, can I hug you? It happens all the time to me. You know? oh, sure, say, yeah. sure, come on, come on. I can hug you. I can hug you. And this is actually what they need. And you know, it actually happened to me very often that people cry. I've got managers and there, there was some satisfaction survey and they got very bad results. You know what I mean? Like people said, like, you're not a good manager come on, it's painful. And it happens to me a couple of times that these managers were crying on my on my breast, you know, like, oh, I'm trying and they don't appreciate it. I said, come on, come on, come on, come on, we, we will go through this. So, you know, I'm just, I think I'm just a human face of the management, yeah, that I'm coming and saying, hey, you know, you might be a leader, you might be CEO, you might be on the top of this, in, in this company, but I know you're a human being. And, and I know that sometimes you're sad or worried or scared and I'm here not to judge you. I'm, I'm here to support you. Yeah, Sylvia, thanks a lot. And I know that you're busy and thank you for taking the time to be with me in the show. I really appreciate it and I, I really like what you do. Um, so I'm a fan already. So, and and I know I know that's not my only opinion. Um, and actually when I, I had a lot of people, it's like, oh, you're having Sylvia. Oh, that's a great, that's fantastic. So I'm really thrilled and thank you so much for being with me today, Sylvia. And talk to you soon, hopefully personally. Let's see. Hopefully, personally. If you need a hug for now, guys, I can just give you like this virtual hug. No, I'm hugging you virtually. You deserve all the best. And, you know, just go and be happy. This is what we all need. Thank you. Good advice. Thanks a lot. Have a good day, Sylvia. Thanks a lot. Thank you.